You are listening to Meeting of the Madams. This is Amory Sky. Welcome back to the parlor room. I hope you are having a great week. Today I will be having Ms. Keon Hasbury of Zuri Creative Services and Ms. Annalisa Wade of the AME Agency to talk about their businesses, which include branding and marketing, as well as photography and event planning. We talked about everything from branding and your own business to being a woman of color in this industry as well as the loneliness of entrepreneurship, having a faith walk as being a entrepreneur and especially in the time of a pandemic. And as uh, my favorite blogger, Kayla Walker says, being booked, busy and blessed and what that means for your business and for yourself going forward in your personal life and the line with your professional life as well. And how are you supposed to network? So as far as trends are concerned, um, they make sure to tell me that you are not supposed to look at professional trends more than two to three years out, determining if you're gonna change gears um, because things change so quickly as well as, and finally in the midst of everything, we talked about cancel culture and how were companies supposed to change gear in 2021 as well as during the pandemic. And this topic also came up just in the same light right before a very well-known comedian who had a multi-million dollar network comedy special to come out and now he has been canceled. Um, but he may not be. So, um, and making sure that you are using the proper terms when you are thinking about LGBTQIA and the language necessary to make everyone feel comfortable in a room. I hope you enjoy today's episode as well. I hope you enjoy the rest of your October because it's almost over. Next thing you know, it's going to be New Year's. So plan for the rest of the year, ladies. And now I will let the ladies introduce themselves. So I am Annalisa Wade, the founder of Asalana Marketing and Events, also known as the AME Agency. Basically, what we do is we help business owners and people in the entertainment industry grow their online presence uh, as far as like branding, web design, website maintenance, uh, commercials, production, really anything you can think of that's client facing. We kind of help people shape their image for their brand. Um, super exciting work. Love what we do. And I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kiana Hasbury. I own Zuri Creative Services. And what we do is we also help the client grow their brand from the beginning and also expand their brand once their company has come into fold and, and gained uh, a little bit of a following. Recently had a few uh, businesses come back and say, hey, we need you to refresh our website and refresh our brand and redesign our logo and help us with messaging. So what we currently do is we build websites. We also are graphic designers, photography, and also some event planning that much. 
So that's essentially what what we do with clients. We create a long-term relationship and they can just essentially just call us whenever they need. The first question is, how do you feel your current roles um, in a space for African-American women? Do you feel like there's a higher presence in, in the past decade or how do you feel um, with your clients that you work with being a black woman? Okay, I'm going to take that one. We've had an increase of black women in our field, uh, but not enough. It's still a surprise when I do meet clients. They, they expect to see uh, a white male many times. They do not expect to see a middle aged black woman. Age and ability don't always equal each other. Um, I always am learning new technologies, new ways to communicate, new ways to uh, increase the client's branding. So I see more of an increase of it, which is great, especially in social media and branding. But I think we need to be seen more and know that we are viable. We are very much saving the day most of the time. <laughs> I imagine Olivia Pope. And we need more. Uh, black and brown faces, um, especially women. I currently work with a lot of organizations that increase awareness of women in business. And every time I'm usually the only tech in the space. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with what Kiana says that we definitely need more. I also agree that there has been an increase, especially uh, on social media. I think there's a large increase of black women or minority women in general. Uh, in the digital marketing or just marketing space overall. Um, but there's always room for improvement. I think it's going to take time as we continue to learn and evolve and as people build trust, you know, seeing a different type of face represent uh, our industry. What advice would you all give other Black women who have an interest in starting their own business, especially since the pandemic? More people feel that they are um, have reached a glass ceiling in corporate America and race to venture out on their own into consulting in other worlds. What advice would you have for those people? My advice would be is would, would be to don't expect an invitation to the table. Just go ahead and build your own table. Invite like-minded women to that table and work together. And then you can come in into that space as a team. And it's really a safety in numbers. So don't be discouraged when you're not invited to the table. A lot of Corporate Americans do not believe that we even belong at the table. A lot of times I am working for uh, in long-term contracts with corporations and they don't even know how I look or sound. And I've been able to do this before the pandemic. And that was me building the table for myself and inviting my colleagues to the table. I would say, don't believe that you have to have everything figured out before you start. A lot of clients come to me uh, afraid to begin because they haven't done enough maybe research in their opinion or they don't have enough skills in their opinion. And I say, um, don't be afraid to learn as you go and pick things up along the way and just get started. Everything isn't going to be perfect from the beginning and you can't skip those challenges or those learning curves. You really just have to go through the motions. May I add to your answer? I thought it was really great. I just want to add that we always have to learn, self-teach ourselves what's happening in technology, in modern trends, in marketing. It's not like other fields where you go and you go get another degree and another degree. Um, it, it just, technology moves too fast. 
to have a degree attached to everything that happens in our technical spaces. So you always have to be willing to learn. Um, I'm always going to uh, design conferences, um, online classes, whatever I can get my hands on so I can be viable to my client. What were you all's greatest challenges since the pandemic? Okay, I'll go ahead and jump in. I am a photographer as well. And so taking on-site pictures is definitely something that wasn't going to happen during the pandemic, right? So I had I had to lay that service down, actually picking it up uh, again now that we know how to move a little better than before in this pandemic. That was the greatest challenge is not being able to offer that service. But at the same time, I was able to, to turn that challenge into leverage because I had other services that were already, you know, on, online and COVID safe, like web design, social media assistance, and graphic design. So I guess the moral is always have multiple services that you can offer so you can adapt to change. Similar to Kiana, I, I, that, is, that was the biggest challenge is uh, kind of adapting some of our offerings, our service offerings to clients based on the shift in needs. Um, digital became a lot more important to certain clients. Some people who didn't necessarily care about their website before were very interested in redesigning it or revamping it and kind of paying more attention to certain branding services that they necessarily didn't think they needed before because of word of mouth or just being able to do in-person things. So I think just being adaptable. So did y'all run into challenges such as companies dropping their budgets or on the verge of collapse? So you possibly losing contracts. How did that work for you? I did have a few clients who had to put their business on pause because of the pandemic, because the services that are offered were in person. So they had to uh, pull back and reevaluate how to work. Um, examples would be, I work with a lot of churches. And so they can't, couldn't exactly have, you know, service in the sanctuary. So a lot of them had to back up, reevaluate, get back with me, and I could add stream the services through the websites and things to help them adapt. Um, I had one client who actually, uh, her client, her company went completely under. And I don't think uh, it was, it wasn't that she didn't have options. It was that she wasn't exploring opportunities to change. So, but um, budgets did change. Fortunately for me, I was able to still earn that budget, that budgeted cut another way with doing another service. Um, as part of the business model for AME is event planning. Uh, so let's say if you're, uh, a retail company or a nonprofit and you want help putting on an event, that's something that we offer to our clients as well. And obviously during the pandemic, that was something we no longer could do. So we had a client, um, their name is the Harlem Times. They're a publication based out of New York. Uh, they partnered with this nonprofit called THC Battle Track, which is like a video game, academic software for students. And we were doing a large tournament in the middle of Grand Central Station. And it was supposed to be for May of 2020. Um, and that obviously could, could not happen. So there was a couple instances like that where we just completely had to either cancel what was going on. But in this situation, we actually had an opportunity to pivot and turn it into virtual tournaments. So this one tournament turned into about five or six virtual tournaments, which was exciting, but that wasn't always the case for other events. But that one, we were able to pivot. I, I would like to make a comment about marketing trends and how 
it was really important to be adaptable myself and my company, but also talking with my clients who are seniors about changing their language regarding people's how people uh, identify with their gender and their sexuality. It's very important to be considerate of others in 2021. It's very easy to get canceled. Cancel culture is real. So I've had to speak with a few clients and talk with them about changing some of the language on their sites and the images. And for instance, showing same-sex couples uh, as family units. Some of my clients were not ready to do that, but I had to work with them about, you know, this is a good thing. These are, this is your audience now. Your audience has changed. And so I think it's important to be aware. I was actually speaking with you, Amanda, the other day about uh, being aware on how people want to be, want to be addressed and finding a way to merge 2021 with, you know, the ideals of, ideals of just 1995. How do you speak to people well now compared to then? Definitely. That's a major concern. Working in higher education, that's one thing you have to do at the beginning of every meeting or class session is to make sure that you have your pronouns correct, participants pronouns correct, so that they always feel comfortable in the space. And like you said, this 2021 and sometimes certain generations don't always understand that and they ask the whys instead of sometimes accepting people how they are. Anything else, Annalise, you wanted to add to that? or another trend that you've noticed? Uh, I guess it's not a trend or adding to that, but just like a note. Um, I just want to say that entrepreneurship is a journey and a lot of times it can be a lonely journey. I have a lot of clients who express that to me. And just a piece of advice is don't be afraid to reach out to fellow entrepreneurs that you would like to build relationships with and uh, kind of pick their brain on different issues that they're having, even if it's not in the same industry as you. Um, a lot of people, a lot of businesses go through the same thing. So you're not alone. And um, there's other people out there who are just like you, whether you are wanting to be an entrepreneur or already in it, don't be afraid to reach out to people and see, you know, if they're going through the same thing you are. How do you all promote your business and services? Um, and how, like, how do you gain clients? How are you able to network with other companies? Most of my clients come from word of mouth. I make sure that I am giving them the customer service that I'd like to receive. And I really don't put a lot of social media out about my business because it's such a small shop. I, it's me and then I can uh, contract out other work to colleagues who are in the same field. So if I throw out a very big net I endanger myself of not being able to um, scale up to the to the type of clients I will I would catch. So my promotion is very strategic. I don't work for everyone. It's very much a boutique style relationship. Um, that's about it. In the past, I have run ads in magazines and things, but it was really better just to be uh, referred from one client to another, because in a way, it, it's kind of a guarantee that they're going to have a similar mind frame of being ready to grow their business. Also, I would definitely can't go without saying uh, spiritual balance in prayer is a big part of it, because being an entrepreneur, like, like Annalisa said, that you have to sometimes deal with being alone. You don't have to, you can reach out, but there are going to be seasons when you are going through feast or famine. And when you are going through that famine season, when your business is up and down, you need to have some type of spiritual grounding faith 
to see you through. Similar to Kiana, a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, and just like she said, giving your clients a great experience so that they want to tell other people. It's less of uh, encouraging. It's more so you're helping people get results and they want to share and spread the word. Or let's say if we redo something for someone and someone else sees it. We get a lot of clients that way like, hey, who did your website or who helped you rebrand? So a lot of it is just word of mouth. This is kind of going back to my first question. So how do you all see the trends going as far as your industry in the next 10 years and more black women becoming entrepreneurs in this field as well? Okay, well, just to jump in, when I first started my company, I used to say, I used to try to say five years at a time, let's see what the trends are going to do. What are they going to change? Five years at a time is a very large projection for our field. 10 years, I could, I really haven't projected that far in the future. Really, every two years, it seems that everything changes or every and technology changes. It used to be a time where you could not build a website unless you were a coder. Unless you knew the old school coding, HTML, JavaScript, and so on. And now you can just pretty much go online and find a really nice template and customize it. So... That goes to show that had I been the person that required myself to get a, disease, a degree in coding, I certainly, excuse me, would have gone another direction as I am now. May not have been as fruitful as far as being creative. So I would say every two to three years, you should really be forecasting trends, not longer than two or three years. Because everything, even the way we exchange money, this has changed in the past three years completely. So that's my thoughts on that. Ten-year projection. It's too far. Five is just too far. Two to three years. If you don't know where you're going to be in two to three years, I don't know if this is the field for you. I definitely agree. Ten years is way too far out because every six months, really, there's new introductions and changes in the industry. I think because our industry, the, the barriers to entry are so low, like you don't really need a whole bunch of money to start up a, a marketing business um, and the skills vary and different company needs vary as well. I think that there's gonna be a lot more people entering the field as we've kind of seen already with during the pandemic. And I think the most important thing is going to be really just differentiating your, your business and building that trust before clients even speak to you. Um, because there's a lot of clients, there's a lot of people who want to work with marketing professionals, but there's been so much stuff, social media wise and just on the internet that just is misleading. Or, or people have invested their money with a marketing company and seen no ROI. I have a lot of clients that come to me like that. So there's a lot of uh, mistrust within the industry. And I think the companies that will come up on top are people who are able to genuinely, organically build that trust. This got cut out, but I asked most of the ladies about their current promotions and their branding, who they're working with, and how everything's changing since the pandemic, and how they're transitioning back to in-person events, given that they both do some event planning as well. We actually are hosting an event on October 30th. It's a fundraiser, uh, bringing together different entrepreneurs. And what we're doing is, one of my clients is Smith Environmental Solutions, and they're uh, indoor air quality specialists. So we're making sure that there's um, air purifiers, um, protective sleeves on all door handles, which will sanitize and clean every surface every time it's touched. Um, and just kind of going the extra mile following like COVID safety protocols. 
which is making people feel a little bit more safe to kind of attend in-person events. I think um, COVID is here. I think COVID is going to be here. And we're just trying to find different ways to adapt because people are ready to meet and do things in person. Yeah. Can, I add to what, can I add to what your answer was really quickly? I agree completely with, you, with what you said, but it also made, made me think now we're hosting events or planning events that are on-site and virtual because you want to give people options, right? So that is, I don't think virtual events are ever going to go away. <laughs> that sounds so pessimistic. They're a good thing because sometimes you have people who can't travel and can't be there. Their immune systems are just have just been too compromised and they don't want to take the risk. But now it's not just an on-site event, right? Now it's on-site and virtual. Oh, here's the virtual option. So I just wanted to add to what you said. I thought it was brilliant. Yes, I definitely agree. Virtual events are not going anywhere. I know a lot of people are tired of them, but they're not going anywhere. It's like once you give that option, you can't really take it away. So I agree. Annalisa, Kiana kind of answered the question earlier, but how have you been able to balance your career, your personal life and keeping you sane, let's say that, during the pandemic and just otherwise with being a business owner? You know, I think that is a great question because that's something I've been battling with for a while. Um, it wasn't until recently, recently being like the past two months where I decided to make that a priority. So every day I plan out my schedule and making sure that within planning that I'm not just planning, okay, this is all the work that needs to be done, but making time, I'm making, making sure I'm making time to, you know, call friends and family, family members, you know, to uh, hang out, go to the gym and do different things. So really kind of penciling in that in my schedule, forcing myself to do it. So that way I can kind of naturally create that balance. And since I've been penciling it in, it actually is just becoming more of a part of my schedule, like without having to write it in. It's like, nope, I can't meet with you because I'm going to the gym at this time. It's going to take this long and getting more comfortable saying no, because I know I need that balance. Um, and it has helped tremendously. I even write in like my prayer times, meditation times, and it has definitely kind of just changed my mindset around. So it's been great. I think that's awesome. I definitely think a daily ritual is something that we have to make sure we implement into our lives. When I first started doing those things, making sure I exercise, making sure I made time, make time to meditate, pray, kind to, you know, they were so used to me not setting boundaries as well as I should have. So I had to start saying, I have a doctor's appointment. <laughs> Of this day, and it was a preventative appointment with my trainer. It's a preventative healthcare appointment. So once I started creating that daily ritual, it, it helped me to cope with a lot of, you know, the negativity that's going on in the world, a lot of the you know, loss of loved ones. I could go on and on about everything that's crazy right now, but that was a big part is just creating that time every day that you know, hey, this is my time to block everyone out and to take care of my health, my mental health and my physical health. And uh, kind of just to add on that, I don't want to make me sound like I'm just like amazing or anything. I had to be, I was forced to do this. Um, I was called out, someone saying, you know, hey, you're always saying you're busy, you're busy, or you have this going on, but that's something that's never going to change, especially as a business owner. And so you have to find those ways to create balance because when you're building something, your life is always going to be hectic. So if that's always your excuse. It's never going to change. So once that person kind of called it out to me, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're so right. Like, either I got to do it for myself or it's just not going to happen because my schedule 
is not going to change or the workload isn't going to change. The power of saying no and boundaries is so important in life, but especially balancing um, personal and professional life. I guess I have oh. a question for you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I just have a question for you, you know, since you're someone who's in a similar industry or same industry, I guess. Um, so how have, how have things been for you? Like, are you like loving the new directions uh, for your business? Um, like, how do you feel about this, you know, changes that have happened throughout the pandemic? I'm really at the risk of sounding, you know, way too happy considering what's going on in the world. I'm loving the changes because it fits. You know, I have small children and it fits in with my lifestyle to do things virtually more so than before. Um, it gives me more freedom to, uh, you know, you don't have to spend the money on the gas tank. I don't have to go and spend so much money at Sephora on my makeup. You know? <laughs> um, so I love the changes. They, they, they fit in the season that I'm in right now. Um, but even if I weren't in this season and I didn't have children yet, you know, I really would feel like I would be more productive. Uh, I was working from home already because I had small children, but I can, I have worked with other clients, with clients who said, wow, I get so much more done now that I'm at home now. You know, so I love it. Thank you. I just was curious. I wanted to say, Amanda, I just wanted to thank you for having a platform so you can showcase women and what we're doing. One of the reasons why we don't get invited to the table is because either it's assumed that we don't have the capabilities to pull off what they want or all kinds of ignorant things. But when we are invited to share our voices, it's very special. I, I thank you for that. Thank you for coming. I've known Kiana for several years and she's always been about creating your own table. It doesn't matter. Whoever says no, that just gives you more power to keep going with your own vision. Thank you to both of you ladies for coming on today, for taking time off your schedule. You're so welcome, anytime. Thank you, Amanda, and very nice meeting you, uh, Kiana.